hello and welcome to in flight my name is Solvashes, and welcome to today's show on today's episode of the podcast we have a very special guest we have carta on the show now that name might not sound familiar to you if you haven't done any engine modifications on your flight factor or your tolis airbus aircraft but carta is the guy who has made all of those engine models. In this interview, we talked to him about his experience in making the models, how he got to that point, and what he's planning on doing next. It was a really great interview. Carta is an extremely friendly guy, and we love talking to him. If it sounds a little bit weird at the end, that is because we had to cut out a significant portion of this recording, because we later realized after recording it that we spoke about some things that we're not able to publicly talk about. So if it sounds weird, that is why. Anyways, I'm really excited to get into this interview. I hope you guys enjoy the interview as much as Norm and I enjoyed talking to Carta. Without further ado, please welcome Carta to the show. Carta, thank you so much for joining us on the show, especially with FS2020 around the corner. It's uh, we were just talking about this before we started recording. It's an interesting thing to be doing X-Plane stuff at this time when all of our content has been so FS2020 focused. But regardless, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing on this fine Sunday evening for you, afternoon for Norm and I? Uh, I'm doing uh, pretty well, thanks. I uh, wanted to, to say uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, pretty nice. I'm not like one of these big... Uh, developers that do massive jobs like I have you've had on the on the show before so it's it's nice to at least have some sort of recognition for what I'm trying to do the community there so it's uh, I want to say thanks to both of you for that now, yeah I, actually I would say you're maybe not a big developer but you do do a massive job trust me <laughs> from yeah. the response I get from what you do people seem to like right away gravitate to it so I'm happy to have you on the show man definitely well, that's yeah. always what I've sort of aimed to do is just try and do as best as I can and try and just provide something uh, for the community. Um, it's not really been something that's, uh, you know, something that brings in money for me. It's just been something of like a, a passion, something I just sort of started doing myself because it wasn't just um, for stuff for the community, but it was just for myself as well. Um Yeah, well, we'll be more coming to <laughs> no, that sort no, of conversation later on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm listening to you go and thinking to myself that, you know, talk about community and, you know, hey, we, we cannot not talk about uh, Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. However, that's one of the big deal. We have this community right now uh, and contributors like yourself that just come in and go, hey, I'm donating, donating my time to offer this to you guys to use free of charge nine times out of 10. And will we ever see that kind of community with the new simulator that's coming out? I don't know how to answer that, but you know, um, you ju you've just added to on top of a really good community by producing your work that you have done with us, man. So I don't know, where, where do you find the time to do that stuff, to be honest? Um, I suppose being in lockdown for the last few months definitely helps. <laughs> Not having much to do outside um, definitely does provide a lot of sort of time. Um, and I do work as well. I work five days a week and nine to five. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do is after work. Uh, and then I have to sort of 
manage that with doing other stuff like flying as well because i do like to take take the plane out and fly and do all that stuff and i'm pretty new into vatsim as well so i'm trying to get more experience in that myself so mm -hmm. um as i was saying to sol earlier before we started i just finished my vatsim all coverage flight from frankfurt to vienna this uh, this evening Awesome. Yeah, Vatsim was one of those things that I really was nervous about when I first did it. I remember it took me a good like two to three weeks to actually start to use voice because it, it I was still really nervous at that point to actually hop on and do it. But having to write stuff as I was in the middle of final approach just became so, so bad and so difficult to do that I just couldn't do it anymore. So, I mean, the first full coverage flight is always like the big one. So congrats to you on that one. I remember my first one was um, I did the FNO to Phoenix and had to go around four times before actually landing because <laughs> I was so nervous the entire time. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that definitely comes comes out of it, being a bit nervous with it, because I remember when I first did my first flight and... I was it was pretty nerve-wracking the first time I did it and that was before the audio codec change so it was like oh, first yeah. one yeah. and it was really bad for me I was constantly going say that again what did you say I can't hear what <laughs> you're saying and I don't I don't like doing that all the time yeah I still do it as well now I did it today not as much as I did before but I've done it a couple times but it the more and more you do it, just the less nervous you get and the more you just sort of get more confident at, at it. And, you know, I'm definitely a lot more confident on the, you know, the clearance and the taking off and all that stuff. It's the landing part. It's a bit more sort of challenging for me at the moment. <laughs> uh, believe you me, what you hear me do now is nothing like when I started. I literally sat there on some airport out of nowhere and listened to the Batsim controller talk to other people. And I'm like, okay. Now's the time. Go ahead and step up and say something. <laughs> then I'll wait another five minutes and go, all right, I got my pen. I got my paper. Let me try this again. You know, and it yeah, takes a while. You know, so you all should. the new guys out there, don't sweat it. Everybody goes through the same stuff if you've never done it before. It yeah. really is. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it, it to me, it was just one of those, the next evolution of stuff. You know, there was, I could fly the Airbus no problem from A to B by myself, but it was always sort of like you just you get to into into the air and that's it kind of thing. And then I think the next evolution is always like you you tr I'm trying to be more get things more difficult and the more diff and the more difficult thing I needed to do was the Vatsim side of stuff and that's for more of the real life, real world kind of thing. So but that was isn't, where I was kind isn't, of isn't that the fun part about it though? Like for me, it, just having the extra element of having to deal with um, traffic from Vatsim and, you know, it's not all planned out and go according to plan most times. Isn't that the extra edge for you? You'd find? Yeah, it's, it's precisely that. Yeah, it's precisely having that extra edge is I, I know how to fly the plane from A to B on the set routes that you've been given. But then you've got to got all the other stuffs, you know, thrown in Spanish, you've got directs here, you've got a change of runway, you know, that you're going to arrive at or depart from and then you've got the winds to keep an eye on and there's just there's so much in there that you just got to add to and that's where it gets no more nervous because then you've got to juggle everything can some things just get missed and it's happened to me a number of times i've missed stuff yeah so um how did you get started in the flight sim thing i mean how long ago was that and what was it like and what what uh, simulator was it <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Flight Sim for me um, hasn't actually been very long. So, I would say give or take two years, more or less. Wow. Wow. I have not been in the Flight Sim community for very long. And I started with X Plane 11. I didn't use anything else. I may have used like FSX once or twice, like on someone else's machine or something like that, but I never owned it or flew for very long myself mm. um so the story kind of with that so aviation as, as a as a whole not just sort of flight sim i've always been interested with so when i was younger um in high school i was part of the atc which is like a a royal air force um cadet program kind of thing so i used to be part of that and i used to fly flew a few times GA planes with them. So I've always had an interest in aviation my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I wanted to be a pilot like everyone does at a younger age, you know, wanted to go and see RAF or something and, and fly and stuff like that. But it sort of never really panned out for me. When I was younger, I had a slight asthma, which kind of is gone now, but it kind of prevented me from that sort of thing. So, you know, I've done, I've done a few stuff when I was younger with, you know, that sort of military side. I had a week when I was a week of work experience that I did in RF uh, RF Cosford um, that I spent a week working there for work experience for my high school because uh, mm -hmm. I didn't live very far away from RF Cosford. And then I did for the ATC. I did a number of stuff. I had a week in RF Valley that I did a camp for, and we sat in the red arrow hawks and all that stuff and i remember turning them on and all that stuff and having a look and even working on the engines at one point for the hawk so i've always had a level of interest in aviation from the get-go right. so it's never been something i just stumbled into from that point of view flight simming though on the other hand was one of these things i sort of went into so i have always been sort of a gamer kind of person that uses a lot of uh computer games and, and, and playing stuff uh, online and stuff like that and it wasn't until probably two years ago where i actually was watching uh, air force proud 95 if you've ever watched any of his videos <laughs> yeah and yep. uh, mostly the funny ones at first the ones hilarious ones of mfsx and they were always hilarious and then i stumbled onto his full flight sort of fat sim um videos and I watched a couple of them and I was really interested in that whole experience and just interested in wow just getting to know the plane and knowing how to do everything in the plane and it sort of pushed me in the direction of like I kind of wanted to get like uh, FSX at the time and mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine who was actually it was actually in the flight sim community he was in X-Plane and he was at, quite active in it and I remember him sending me a lot of images of planes he was doing during that time and he pushed me in the direction of x-plane 11 at the time because it was better out of the box you know you didn't have to spend so much money on trying to make it beautiful it was just really good for out of the box so i ended up getting x-plane 11 and that's kind of how i started in the flight sim community and just sort of getting used to flying the cessna getting used to what a VOR is. I very, very vividly remember coming on to uh, tutorials going, what the hell is a VOR? And <laughs> going through the, you know, the rigmarole of, of figuring out how to fly, how to fly a plane and uh, fly it. I think I had a joystick at the time, an old one and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But 
you know, didn't have the, all the rest of the stuff I have currently have now. Um, so yeah, I just kind of that got into it. But I was always more interested in the tube liners than I was the GA planes. You know, that was sort of my aim. I didn't spend very long in the GA before I jumped into uh, probably Zebo at the time. Right, you came at a good time for that because we in uh, in the X plane ten days, it really the only great plane at that time. Well, great by X plane ten standards was the Jar Design A three twenty, and we didn't we didn't have any of that until the <laughs> IXEG came along, uh, and then we could actually have like a, a functionable functionable. Yeah, that's how you say it. Plane to yeah. fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you came in at a good time, and especially with the Zebo. So you've kind of gotten like the best of the community. The other people that we talked to on the show started like sometimes fifteen plus years ago, and they have gone through like all of it and have complained to us about the crappy add-ons and all of that. So, in 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 a way, honestly. You know, you talk about it, you only being in the community for a short amount of time, you've kind of gotten lucky. You haven't had to go through some of the pain that we're going through. Like right now, we have such a great age of flight simming with FS2020. And also, in my personal opinion, the uh, INI A300 as well, and all the stuff that they're doing as well. Oh, yeah. Uh definitely agree with you there um i have I've listened to the podcast and i listen to the guys that are always you know started in left next plane nine or something like that so you know i i couldn't hazard to guess what it was like back then when there was fewer planes <laughs> or stuff like that you know you know i see pictures and everything like that of, of the, the graphics and everything back then mm. i mean the, i wouldn't have a clue or hazard to sort of comment on what you guys have had to go through or those guys have had to go through to get to the point and i suppose a lot of those guys because they were frustrated at some of the stuff similar to me in some fashion with how i started doing stuff um that they came out with these planes and they they started to build these planes and they started to to learn how to do all this stuff and then they gradually came out with all this stuff i i, I believe it was wow was it that one with the the guys from ixeg didn't mm-hmm. they have a similar Tom. sort of story about how they kind of got together and sort of they needed they wanted a full end-to-end plane and that's how they came up with the three the 737 ixeg yes it is um and they almost did the NG series as well, but they didn't do it. And he actually talked about that as well, because that probably would have just changed like how like Zebo probably wouldn't be alive today if it were if, if they if they had made the NG. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, now we're on a horizon of having the whole NG series now with uh, with threshold level up as well. Uh, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, there's great, like uh, great planes. Sim- Simming's got like pre-Zubo and post-Zubo, right? You know, <laughs> that's like the turning point. Yeah, including yep. a new simulator coming out because before that, I'm just listening to you guys talking about it, and I remember explained ten. Apart from the crashes on short final, right? Remember those Ty um, Castrator was talking about. So you'd do a whole flight, come to short final, come to the threshold of the runway, explain with crash. Oh, so, happened yeah. to me when I was going from. Um, I did a flight from New York to Barcelona and it happened and I tried to redo the flight three times and every single time it crashed. Uh, That was so annoying. I finally did the flight though, uh, years, years later, but now, now we're coming on and into a brand new age. Um, 
where flight simming is just getting so much better. Like I did my uh, FS2020 video on, um, what's it called? I did it on the performance thing and that kind of, honestly, after I was done with it and I was looking at the performance figures compared to times that I've done it just for fun with X-Plane, not for recording anything. It's actually really insane. It's really cool what they're doing. And I also heard that we might even get more people than we were expecting as well into the simulator because uh, Microsoft was counting on Halo Infinite being their launch title, and they just pushed that back to early 2021, and the Xbox Series X is not coming out then. It's coming out before, and apparently uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one, is actually going to be like the main launch title which might even get us more people because Microsoft might be putting more money into that, which was also crazy. It's a completely unprecedented time for us, and we never get this much attention, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it, the next few days, the next few, as I heard you said it today in the stream, the next week or so is going to be nuts. Yeah. Every, everything will be overshadowed. So even before we even jump into that, man, Carta, I got to ask you, so you sat there one day, I heard, I heard you talking about working on uh, engines, not sure in what capacity were you doing your work, but how did you, is that what made you decide that, you know what, this engine from this manufacturer on this plane in the simulator looks like crap, I need to do my own. Uh, how did that come about? Like, how did that, how was that born? Uh, so I suppose this really goes back kind of thing, because obviously before all the engines building, I was doing the mod for the Neos. And, you know, I always kind of, back then it was always one of these, I kind of really wanted to have a Neo engine in there. It was interesting. I could see more of it. I saw more easy jets with Neo engines and it's like, oh, it'd be cool to have one of those in the game. And you already had the one that was obviously for uh, Jar in there. And, and I'd already kind of been mucking around at the time, just kind of looking at stuff, you know, as you just kind of fidget around, see what you can find out. And it was one of those sort of, I opened up one of the, object files in a text sort of editor and it was like oh, oh i could see stuff yeah, stuff that i actually kind of understood um and could edit and modify it so it was kind of one of those i just kind of fooled around and then there was also the there was a mod already going on at the time that's when i posted on the forums for it so while also wanting the neo and then seeing that and then also seeing that he could only do certain stuff with it i kind of started fooling around trial and error pretty much is what most of the of what i did at the time was just fooling around trying to see what i could get um the the actual object to do for me because i could see the animations were there and i could understand the keyframes and the stuff there and i was just trying to get used to what this part does and what this part does and how i can edit it to then come out with something different so it was a lot of edit open up explain reset the X-Plane, constantly doing it and then constantly having to deal with crashes because X-Plane doesn't like to reload planes very often. Um, <laughs> so it was it was very much a trial and error. And I remember getting reverses to work that they couldn't get to work or getting the blades to spin and being sort of like, whoa, I could get this stuff done. And then, you know, and then it kind of sort of rambled on to where I sort of I showed people how to do it or gave people information about how to do it, I think. V1 had the first one of some of the first ones um, yep. fully working mm -hmm. one on, on his stream that I was showing him and then more and more people were asking well how do you do this you know and I was 
I, I'd explain it somewhat on the show and give them details on Discord and stuff, but so many people asking, and then it was like, people like, Could you just do a video and just put it up there. So I, I just ended up recording a video for people and putting it on YouTube for people to sort of figure it out. Um, and it was just, I think the reason I did it that way is because I think the prime reason was that this is a mod and as soon as you update it to the next version, it's gonna override. And giving files is just, it's pointless because then part the update doesn't work and it breaks something, it doesn't, you know, they, they have to go back and update the objects. So if you give people the knowledge of what needs to be fixed then they can go in and potentially fix the, the new updates and fix those things themselves without having to come back to me. You know, it's just the knowledge is there for them. So that's kind of how the, the video came about. And then that gave information about it. And that obviously then included the chocolate as well for the tollers, which I, I can't remember whether it was already out there. <laughs> I think it was already <laughs> out there at the time, but I just kind of showed people how to do it sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's how that one came out. And then I obviously added the part about how to do it on, on the tolls and add the engines to the tollers as well for the 19. But that's sort of where it started at. And then I kind of grew from there from sort of, I was looking at other stuff. I think with the 330 was the one I was looking at for at the, at the time because it was, I had already kind of used my knowledge to mod it, to put my own, well, not my own engines, but freeware engines on there. Mm -hmm. So there were like freeware GEs and freeware PWs that were uh, uh, on the internet uh, for people to use. Um, so I put them on there, but they were really low quality, sort of probably less than a meg or one. <laughs> I remember one, them, yeah. Yeah, they're really, really low quality. I, I remember going, I could probably make these better. They didn't have any PBRs as well. I was like, I was at, in the middle of sort of working on knowing how to do PBRs from scratch sort of work doing a trial and error and, and doing PBIs in, in Photoshop. Um, so I kind of did that with um, the leap engine that I'd gotten from the, the uh, Peter Haggis's one. So they didn't have any PBRs. I set them up and used that as a base to be able to create a PBR so to have a good enough leap engine because mm -hmm. we already had the PW. So I had that, but <laughs> that ended up just being, ended up becoming a, a bit of a, parts of it from Peter Haggis, part, parts of it from uh, um, Jar Designs A320 and parts of it from a freeware uh, A320 Neo just to make sh make things better because you ended up having a lot of dancing ants and marching ants everywhere, which does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, you, as you know from other mods. So I kind of went into trying to retexture the freeware engines on the 330. And by the time I got to the point of actually putting PBRs on it, there was just so much, so much uh, marching ants that you didn't see until you put the PBRs on because the, the PBRs is what actually creates the marching ants. Mm -hmm. um, oh. There, if, if you think about it, there are, if you think of like a, a circle or a face or a circle mm -hmm. and that circle is turned, so it's a, it's a 2D circle and it's turned so that the side of it is pointing towards you. So mm -hmm. all you're seeing is just a line of, of, of vertexes. Mm -hmm. Xplane doesn't know how to read that. It just thinks that all of the all of the vertexes are overlining each other, and that's why you get the marching ants issue. Oh, oh that now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so because it can't read the the face correctly, it then it can't to tell 
which face needs to be what part of what you know a bump or what what needs to be more shiny or something like that so you end up with that sort of marching ants kind of thing mm -hmm. um so i i got that a lot on my engine my freeware engines during my attempt to retexture it and even the retexturing was like it wasn't great because it was so low res that even if i my attempts to make it look better still didn't really come out very well in the sim so mm -hmm. i i'd always kind of wanted to see whether i could get into blender i'd done 3d modeling in the past many 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 years ago in 3ds max so i already had some knowledge of it already but i didn't know anything about it in x-plane so i got blender and i got the x-plane blender sort of thing and started fooling around there were videos online um i probably have to give a shout out to to bradley he was part of the ids team because he did a couple of videos that were very very useful for me to start out with um so yeah, thanks for those because they definitely did help a lot for me uh, getting into it. And then uh, from there, I just kind of took off. You know, I just started making the G's, made made the model, and then then there, you know, I just did the texturing myself, and then the the PBRs in in Photoshop, and then it was using the knowledge that I'd already gathered from fooling around with the object files. I managed to be able to go and edit wings and edit parts of the the plane to be able to then fit the new engines on and remove parts that you didn't need as part of the old engines and it kind of snowballed from there onto the leap engines and the pws and then on and so forth so that's kind of how that kind of all came about no i mean i remember you said v1 i remember watching v1 stream and you know using airbus captain and we're used to the default engines that comes to the airplanes and then he had this neo i'm like wait a minute hold on a second what is this now and I reached out to him like, man, you got to like hook me up with this engine. He goes, yeah, it's Carter Drawal. There you go. Here's a link for um, the download of it and how to do it and how to set up. Then I got your video. And I don't think I've flown the default engines on an Indy's airplane since. <laughs> and that's been like, what, six months ago or more? Yeah. It, it's funny. I haven't. So <clears throat> just goes to show how just how it increases the airplane that you paid for even better. I'm not saying that the, um, the guys who make the airplane are doing anything, you know, wrong, but the modding is this thing that, you know, it's this own culture in itself. Like I, us simmers for some reason can't leave our sim well enough alone. We always see something that we need to, you know what, we need a mod for this. Let's, let's improve it. You know what I mean? And the, the engines here are crazy. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the stats on the Threshold website of how often your files have been downloaded. I mean, it, it's up there. You know, it, the, the reviews are good. People have grabbed a hold of your stuff, man. It's crazy, <laughs> you know, what they have done with it. <clears throat> and um, it just goes to show you how, how much we want the stuff. You know what I mean? How much we enjoy it i mean your file this i think the ge for the jar a330 has been downloaded um almost like what 2500 times or something like that got over 8,000 views yeah or 2200 times or, or more um viewed over 8,000 times you know what i mean that's how much action they're getting i look at this stuff going wow you know i, I happen to glance at it go wait a minute Man, if you look at all the downloads from the site for the in the forum and the freeware stuff, this is way up there. That's how good it is. So, and then I did a stream at one of your engines, and you were point you kept pointing out to me like, "Hey, 
Look under the bottom, look in the nacelle, look here, look here. So the details are not just outside skin. It's like everywhere you, you, did you like look up the actual engine itself and see what's on it to replicate that? Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I'll try and get as much reference material as I can. Um, I try and base the base model on a sort of a 2d drawing and then use that to then sort of draw it out to actually model it and then when i've got the model i then use a lot of resources a lot of uh, references that i can find on the internet and it does take me several hours to try and find enough resources and then people do help people give me um your links to stuff there's good walk around uh, websites on the internet that give you really high quality detailed shots of pws that's what i use for the pws so they've actually done a walk around and took shots of the actual tech the text and everything on there and they've taken shots of inside the back of the cowling and everything it's that stuff you wouldn't see from normal plane spotting photos because they're not that close and they're not looking directly down the back of the engine cowling to see all of that sort of information so yeah, those sort of sites are, are great for that for that stuff. And I mean, the PWs have to be one of the one of the special ones because that's the one I had the most high res close up shots of, uh, of everything that I could to be able to replicate. And all the text on there is accurate to what's on on the actual engines as well. So all all the the decals on it, the text uh, on the bottom of it, down the back of the engine, all of that is accurate to what was on the photos that I found. So. I try and make it as accurate as possible. Um, some of the stuff I kind of leave off because it becomes a little too difficult and it's not something you're going to see very easily unless you're looking for it. Um, so there's a couple of texts that I didn't do, but the majority of it is there for the most part. So you said that you had previous experience. Where'd that come from? Was that just from work that you had or something else? Uh, 3D modeling, modding is in general, I've done for previous games many, many moons ago. Modeling I did before I started university. I actually did a year, as, a, a year in university for uh, 3D art and uh, gaming sort of thing. I can't actually remember the name of the actual uh, uh, thing that I did. So I, I had some prior experience with 3D modeling. Um, we didn't actually do a huge amount of it actually at that year. I think we did maybe one module. The rest was mainly programming. Mm. And even that was Jabber. And most of it, I don't remember because it was like 10, more than 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, so I'd done stuff before that, but I, the majority of stuff I wanted to do with 3D was more CGI stuff. So I was doing very high detailed sort of, you know, high poly stuff. And uh, I was doing a lot of ship based stuff, not, aircraft but more spaceship type stuff and yeah. uh, doing that kind of detail and in, in in the past and it kind of faded away after a while it was those types of things you kind of you have to spend a very long time trying to get that much that amount of detail in it and i just didn't have the time to spend um years trying to make a very detailed model while doing other stuff right. so it kind of just ended up fading into the background and i, I did other started doing other stuff from the university and things like that you do at uni so it was one of those things that i didn't do that very long because i didn't do a degree in it i think i did about a year of it and then i went back to normal computer science uh, as a degree but i i'd always always had sort of infinite knowledge of that and i've done sort of modding for other um games in the past mm -hmm. um and done a little bit of mo uh, modeling for those but 
never they're not as detailed texture work that I do now because I know Photoshop a lot better now than I did back then. Um, if if at all, actually, I don't even know if I remember using it very often. Yeah, I've done a couple of modules with it at the university for uh, Photoshop as well. So now, have you? How how do you feel about people like FT Sim who? kind of add to your models by adding sounds to them that the community can bring. Like, I, I'm assuming you probably don't have a connection to FDSIM. You might, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong with that. Um, but like, how, how do you feel about other people adding to your work in a sense and making your work even better? I mean, it's, I'm, I'm all for it. Anything that makes my work, you know, better for people to use and sound is a big one because I mean, that's yeah. for me as well, as well. And you know, I want to be able to put my own engines on my planes and have the real sounds as well. And, and then be able to switch between all the engines and get the real sounds between. So I think it's great. I don't know FDSIM personally. I've sent him messages on sort of on his uh, uh, Patreon for issues with the sound packs and stuff that I think you know would sound better enough. But I'm saying I'm not a pilot. I've never yeah. flown the A320 Neo, so I don't know for sure if it's supposed to be like that or not. So, um, but I give him sort of feedback to him, and I obviously support his work uh, and what he does, and and it's great. The Neo engine sounds are, are fantastic. Um, I use them all the time, and it you know like everyone else, it's great to have that extra. Uh, immersion in the actual game from it. Put it put it this way, Sol. I got a admonishment from Carter for not having the right sounds on one of the <laughs> <at> the time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I did. He goes, wait a minute. Is that the right? I'm like, oh, I forgot to download it and put it in. <laughs> no. He's like, okay, it's okay. You have a, a CFM sound on a Neo engine. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't right. What's yeah, you, you kind of get a bit spoiled after a time of, of using them. And then when you hear hear someone use it, you're, you're seeing people use the engine and then they're not using the right sound pack. It's kind of, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of no, you're off. using the wrong, you're wrong, the wrong sound pack. Go, go download it. <laughs> <laughs> true, so, so how do you, um, whatchamacallit, how do you feel about, let me completely rephrase what I just said because I started it completely incorrectly. Uh, do you think that the way that you've, you've kind of gone about it with videos and stuff and not providing files to people because of that thing that you mentioned um, where, you know, things can break and all that, do you think that you're possibly giving people a better understanding of the sim so that they can do things like you are doing? Yeah, I mean that that too. Um, giving more people the, the the knowledge to be able to maybe you know they maybe more smarter than I am, and then be able to go and figure something out that I didn't know, and then come out with a brand new mod that's just even more better than what I could have expected for. Then yeah, all for it, definitely, definitely. Um, I wanted that as part of the part of the video as well. Um, just giving people the knowledge of it was sort of my main aid, main sort of focus is like, this is how you do it. You know, I just didn't want to be in that position of having to constantly update some sort of file that, you know, um, need to be down up, updated every so often, depending on how many updates are going to be coming out, you know, uh, where people just have the knowledge there, you just go and do it your, yourself. And, 
being that I have, you know, I've not been doing the, the development stuff for very, for too long in X-Plane, you know, I, I do have other stuff to do, so I'm a one-man person doing everything, so I, I can't be sort of at beck and call for everyone's, everyone to, to help with everyone all the time, as much yeah. as I try and help out as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I completely, you know, I completely feel with you on that. That's kind of how I go about things whenever I'm answering comments on videos or uh, just interacting with people in general whenever they ask me uh, things is that I, I mention a lot of the things that I, I do and it's just a matter of like paying attention because of all the other stuff that I've got going on, you know. Question for you though. Um, any any negative feedback at all from anybody about the stuff that you're doing? Would be um, hard to imagine, but you know. Not really not so much negative i mean the only negativity i think i've had not directly but sort of you you see that on some of the discords and stuff people aren't allowed to post pictures or, or talk about the or at least the previous neo mod not not like my mo my models or anything but the previous thing which is fair play i mean it is if we're modding modding a payware aircraft and you know I, I, most people may not want people modding stuff and I can totally understand that and that was part of the reason I didn't want to give files out because I didn't want to be breaking anything I'd show people how to do it and if they want to break it that's up to them but I wasn't going to be sort of providing payware material to people sort of thing so that was sort of a part of that video as well um but I mean, the only other negative thing is obviously is just I think there were a couple of discards that just weren't allowed to post stuff about it. But I think that may have changed more or less more now because the mod's free. Um, I don't particularly know how the developers, whether Flight Factor or Tolus, feel about the engines themselves. They may not care too much. I know that the Flight Factor has the the IAEs, and I don't think there was very much backlash from that when that first came out which is why I sort of, I just continued with it by adding the other engines on there to sort of uh, add to that. So, I mean, Attitude Dude, he was the first one that put it on there. So I just sort of carried on from that and then gave people the option for more engines and more information on the sharklets, which to be fair, that video now is kind of redundant. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I still get comments on it and I go back and say, don't do it anymore. There's no need, just go download the PW engines, and if you want the chocolates, go to Matavia. Um, mm -hmm. And his stuff is going to get even better soon, so <laughs> I'd watch out for that one. <laughs> um, so That's actually uh, what I, I've done. I don't mean to cut you, but the Matavia mod, I think I was remodding. Like, put it this way, I have like three or four versions of the Flight Factor, right, with different mods on it, not having to redo it all the time. And then um, I was trying to redo your engine on it now, with the sharklet mod and i just couldn't figure it out my brain was freezing so i'm like you know what finally let me just go grab the matavia mod and call it a day and it was the best thing yeah. i did it's so much easier you know it's 10 times easier just to get the matavia mod everything's there for you and you know the, then you just need to put the engines on that's it so it's, it's a lot easier to do than my video i leave it up there for reference for people that may want to know more about it and more understanding of the objects and stuff and what was changed and maybe they could continue to do any updates themselves and other stuff but it's it's very sort of redundant at the moment now you've got stuff that are a lot easier to do um but 
yeah, that, that apart from that, no. I mean, the only other backlash I've had is just from a few people that think I haven't provided enough support. And I apologize if I have, but I try and provide as much support as I, I can possibly do, being a one-man person, one-man motor for, for those engines. And, um, you know, that's the only sort of the, the negativity I, I kind of get. I mean, I think you're... Have you ever noticed that? Well, not noticed, but you realize you've actually also written an instruction manual, basically. You know, and I, whenever I'm doing one of your mods, I have the PDF. Some I just told it to somebody five, 10 minutes ago, like, hey, grab the PDF, grab the instructions, and read from the top again, right? Yeah. And you missed a line somewhere. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> like, I have three engines. I'm like, yeah, you, you missed something. <laughs> it's clear. <laughs> it's very surprising how how often that that does happen, and it's it's clearly something that was just missed on on the manual that they didn't read properly. And you know, I won't see, it. I won't name any names. Uh, B one, yeah, he got wrong for the first time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he 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 did get one part wrong, and I corrected him straight away from seeing it. Yeah, but uh, you know these things happen. Yeah, yeah, it happens to me as well. I misread something. I don't see things clearly, and I get things wrong myself. We're all human at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, that's the manuals there for them. Just if, if you're yeah, having it, issues, just go through it again. It, it, sure it, you know, know what it is? It's being anxious to get this thing working. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Move on, let's go. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, uh, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, good stuff, man. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I I love how X-Plane has this really huge free add-on scene and all that. It's it's nice to see, especially after being in a world where it feels like you have to pay for so much and people are just willing to give back to the community and not not go for payment, but but, but just more go for the the satisfaction of seeing people really enjoying what you're making and and your work and i also think that there's something a lot more fun about making free stuff in this space as well because it's kind of since it's real life you kind of have something to base it off of or not what i meant to say is since the simulator is trying to simulate real life then you kind of have something to base it off of because you're basing your things off of real life so then there's also that excitement that you get as well whereas if you're creating like another game or something, I feel like you can arguably say that it's it's not as satisfying sometimes just doing it for free because you don't actually know if you've done something correctly or not until later because you're creating something. Whereas in this case, you're just replicating something. And if you replicate something really well, then you get really excited about that because you've just put it in the simulator. And I, I, I don't know if I'm just like speaking to air here, with with those beliefs but that's no. that's a that's definitely how i feel about it no i i kind of get what you mean i i understand where people come come from when they try and do it with pay where you know it, it just takes a fair amount of time a fair amount of effort to get these things and i'm i'm only doing engines so i mean i'm not doing the rest of the fuselage the wings the you know uh, the tail the you know the um, gears, all that stuff, or even the cockpit. So I'm doing a very small portion of what these airplane makers are doing at the, at the time, and, and it takes a fair amount of time to get it right and, and trying to get it accurate and all that stuff. And you know that time they have to spend doing it, and you know, if they don't get paid for it, then they may not be able to work from it 
you know, from nine to five, seven days or five days a week, or however long you want to you, you take on it, and then be able to have, you know, be able to live from it as well, or be able to um, use that as a, as a place of income. So I, I totally understand where those guys are coming from, whether they have to pay for it. But I mean, I'm just doing a very small part, and there's, there's enough there for me to be able to do that small part, make it as good as they can do, and then just add it to all of these these great you know, payware aircrafts that they are. But well, I gotta ask you to talk about a small part. I mean, two things. Um, doing the stages of the engine is one thing. Like I'm, I'm looking at it, going, "Wow!" You know, you could have gotten away with just doing the the, the front fan, and that's it. You're done. But you did the, the the separate stages, and also the blue in effect, or just the 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 exhaust effect on some of the metal on the stuff. I mean, how do you do that, man? That's that's my question. I mean, just looking at it going, wow, this is exactly what an engine looks like when you have flames going over, or not flames, but hot exhaust going <laughs> yeah. over a certain part of it. You know, uh, where, where do you stop for yourself going back? I'm done. Well, I mean, for, for me, so I can't take all the credit for some of the exhaust because some of the particle exhaust is actually just the uh, original engine's exhaust. I've not changed it. They just seem to be in the correct position most of the time. So I take credit for the exhaust at the back. That's just from the previous engine that, that's on the particles. But that being said, as part of my GE mod, the one thing I wanted to do when I built it, I just I didn't want to just have an engine with a new texture on it. I wanted to add something new to it, and I wanted to add to it and the new thing i wanted to add was the particles um, most people haven't seen it yet because it's pretty much summer time so you don't get to see it very often but one of the ones is, is the particles out of the uh, the vents on the pylon um i've seen a couple of videos of, see, of of that happening of where you get in certain you know cool times you might get that sort of condensed sort of thing as the engine bleed i think they call it like a engine bleed uh, leakage when they use the the bleed to start the engine up so you get that sort of leakage of of, of air through the vents um and i wanted to sort of add that in there but not make it so like it comes up during warm times but during really cold times and it, it took a while to get it to work and that's on all three engines it'll be on all four when i finish my next engine um and so i i wanted to add that in there and the other parts i wanted to add that never get sort of put in from the uh, payware ones is stuff like you see the the air intake you know on, on a cool day or a humid day i think it is is where you get that uh effect of like the um the air rushing into the into the front of the cowling when you're at toga or something like that which mm -hmm. most planes don't have there are a few that do have it from the get-go so i i made sure that I, my particles uh, had that in there and they're correctly positioned and then the other thing i wanted to do were a couple of planes didn't have the bloom effect for the reversers that do work yep. when you're playing it but they don't work in replay at the moment for some reason and i think that's an explain issue so um as much as I, I put it in there for like flight factor and they do work because I tested them um, but it just doesn't work in replay which is where most people would see it so it's kind yeah. of a little I'm a little disappointed that I don't get to see that on, on the replays but maybe one day when there's a fix for it from, from Laminar um, that we'll be able to see it or at least someone tell me that I've done something wrong because so I, sometimes I see some particles work in replay and sometimes don't so I don't know whether it's just me or it is a, a fault with uh, Laminar's replay.
Is there anything that we haven't covered or anything we haven't asked you that you want to bring up to us or you want to talk to us about? Or um, do you think that we have done you justice? Uh, well, I, I hope I hope I've done myself justice with what I've what I've said and what I've sort of provided to the community. Um, I said I, I I am doing other stuff, other new engines coming out that you know I get the random comment or mm-hmm. a private message or someone on Discord comes and pops up and on my DM and says, "Well, can you make this engine? Um, this would be really cool." And you know. I have a list of stuff I want to do in X-Plane still, so I'm still doing those um, slowly. Like like I showed you XP on one of your streams there. I'm in the middle of um, doing a a new GE CF6 conversion from the uh, 330 Mm -hmm. to uh, the 7.6. Oh, awesome. uh, I'm working on that at the moment, and then potentially after that i'll probably be working on pratt and whitney's for the 330 uh and whether that uh, there there is a potential of having those converted to any of the other planes we'll see Excellent. Um, but there are stuff that i am still working on at the moment um um not just for modeling as well i have other things in the work with other people so you know there's there's stuff coming out um I don't want to really mention them yet at the moment because yeah, that's fine. I haven't really asked him. So, but yeah, there's there's other stuff, but mainly the engines at the moment is sort of things I'm working on. But those are my my immediately current future things is the G and the PWs for the the three thirty and the seven six at the moment. Awesome. Well, based off of you know everything we've talked about, we don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. We don't know how people are going to react, but I can tell you for a fact that you will have at least one customer, and that will be me because I'm not leaving. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you do, uh, expect at least one download. Oh yeah, that's appreciated. <laughs> yeah, he's got my inbox, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. It was great. It was beautiful talking to you, Carter. Absolutely love what you've brought to the Explain community. Um, and just, you know, the culture here I like, and I hope that we can maintain that going forward, no matter what sim we're flying later on. This is good stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Carta. Uh, this has been a really, really great talk. Uh, it's. I'm glad that you're willing to join us at this, mm-hmm. this, this crazy time between simulators. Uh, I feel like some other people have occasionally been hesitant to at this time. So thank you for that. And uh, really great talking to you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad uh, I was able to come on and sort of share share what I've been doing and share sort of uh, my past in there as well. So I thank you for having me more than anything. 